Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Central Virtually today. We're going to have another worship service. And my theme is the walk of new hope. It's from the uh, scripture, Luke chapter 24, the, about the Emmaus disciples. So I look forward to sharing that with you. Uh, we're glad to have you here. Uh, we hope that soon we'll be able to gather here in person. But until that day comes, we'll be coming to you virtually like we are now. Hope your connection is good and you can understand what I'm saying and see us. A couple of announcements. Uh, Caroline Rafer will have has done the children's time. will be posted on our website here shortly, and so you'll be able to see that. Also, the, some of the women of church have made masks, and we have eight here at the church. And if you need a mask or need uh, a couple masks, then let me know, and I'll try to get those to you in a safe way. And we don't have any, of course, any events planned here at the church while we're still under our stay-at-home order. So please be safe and stay at home and take care of one another. And we are praying for all of you, especially the ones who are on the front line in a health care uh, situation. And we have one of those with us today uh, leading our music, uh, Jennifer Yates and her son Garrett. And also we'll have Darby helping lead music as well. So, with no further ado, let's get started and let us uh, begin our music. Let's worship God together. Did that prayer 
chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior has ransomed me. Chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, on ending love, amazing grace. Presence in this place, your glory on our face. We're looking to the sky, descending like a cloud. You're standing with us now, Lord. Unveil our eyes. You're the reason we're here, you're the reason we're singing. Open up the heavens, we want to see you. Open up the floodgates, a mighty river flowing from your heart. Filling every part of our praise. Open up the heavens, we want to see you. Open up the floodgates, a mighty river flowing from your heart. Filling every part of our praise. Show us, show us your glory. Show us, show us your power. Show us, show us your glory, Lord. Show us. Show us your glory, show us, show us your power, show us, show us your glory, Lord. 
heavens We wanna see you open up the floodgates A mighty river flowing from your heart Filling every part of our praise Open up the heavens We wanna see you open up the floodgates A mighty river flowing from your heart Filling every part of our praise. Thank you, Darby. And I can just imagine everybody at home were up, dancing around, maybe bouncing on their bed. Turn around, drinking their coffee. Thank you for that inspirational time of music. Now we're going to go to God in prayer. God of power and majesty, with the rising of the sun, you have raised Jesus Christ and delivered him and us from death's destruction. We praise you on this bright day for your gifts of new life. Especially we thank you for all victories over sin and evil in our lives, for loyalty and love of friends and family, for the newborn and newly baptized, for those now in your eternal home, for the renewal of nature and the continuing witness of the church of Christ, God of eternity, you are present with us because of Christ rising from the dead. And you per persist in lifting us up to new life in him. We bring to you our prayers for this world in need of resurrection. We especially pray for nations and peoples in strife. We pray for all the peoples of the world fighting the coronavirus and for thousands of deaths that have happened the many more thousands who are sick. We ask you to be with them. Pray for the poor and impoverished at home and abroad. It's all become so clear that the poor and impoverished are the ones who suffer from this virus more than any others because they don't have the access to care. So we pray for them. We pray for our ability to get care to them. We pray for those we know in particular circumstances of distress. Even though the coronavirus takes the headlines, we still know that others are suffering from heart problems, from lung problems, from other diseases and other illnesses, and they we do not want to forget. So we pray them for them and that God's healing power will be sufficient for them. We praise for the disease and the dying. With our social distancing, it's so heart-wrenching to see loved ones who are dying and we can't be close to them. We can't hold them. We can only show signs through windows. So we especially ask you to be with those families 
And we're thankful and we pray for those who follow the risen Christ. May we be a church and a people that share your, your love and grace, in particular your hope. We pray this all in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. Now on the same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. But then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place here these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people and how our chief priests, leaders, handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was one of, we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all of this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they indeed had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, and they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all the prophets have declared. What is not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory. Then begin with Moses and all the prophets he interrupted. He, inter, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to sing to, as they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. He vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of bread.
with what have you been doing this week? Has, rely, has life returned to the new COVID-19 normal after Easter? I know those who have children in school, they're back to the grind of homeschooling while t- trying to do their work from home. For retired folks, you are doing the same as last week. You're trying to stay safe, stay at home, but now you're wearing masks and gloves as you go to grocery stores and drug stores and as maybe you go out to pick up ordered food. And our new normal is still the same. We're having worship services virtually, and we're glad that you have joined in. We're having Zoom meetings. Families are having Zoom gatherings to stay in touch while you have to be at home. And we're staying six feet from one another when we're out and about getting groceries and getting other things that are essential. Even though all this is gone, we're still in Easter. The season of Easter is upon us, which began last Sunday with Easter Sunday. It runs to Pentecost, 50 days, and that day is May 31st when we'll celebrate Pentecost, and I hope we're back in the church by then. And it includes Jesus' ascension, the 40th day, and that's May 21st. Now, these 50 days of Easter are supposed to be a time of great celebration. But how can we return to normal when we just barely celebrated Easter and the COVID-19 virus is still pressing down upon us? It is not easy. We have lots to do. Work from home, help our kids with online schooling, fix more meals than we're used to fixing, more laundry, more this, more that, the list goes on. In a way, we find ourselves much like the two disciples on their way to Emmaus. They were depressed how everything turned out so wrongly. Instead of a savior commanding the religious leaders and giving the Romans the boot, they walk despondently back to Emmaus. Passover was finished. Jesus had been crucified, yet some women had reported that he had risen. The two disciples were walking down a dusty road to the village of Emmaus. Their talk concerns the crucified Jesus. Their words come slowly, trudging in cadence with the dirge-like pace of their feet. They were going home. Life was getting back to an unwelcome routine. I can hardly believe it, one said. He's gone, so what are we to do now? The other more cynical said, it was Judas's fault. He should have, and then all of a sudden, a stranger interrupts him from behind, saying, I'm sorry, but I couldn't help overhearing you. Who are you discussing? They stopped dead in their tracks. Other travelers have to go around them as they stand there in silence. Finally, one of them asked, Have you been here the last few days? Haven't you heard about Jesus of Nazareth? 
And then he continues to tell the story of what happened to Jesus. A fascinating scene, in my opinion. Two sincere disciples telling how the last nail had been driven in Israel's coffin. Their hope against Rome and the end to occupation all dashed. God in disguise listens patiently. His wounded hands still deeply buried in his robe. He must have been touched by these faithfulness, faithful witness. But then he must have been chagrined because he had gone to hell and back to bring heaven to earth. And these two were worried about the political situation of Israel. And then one of them says, but we had hoped that he was one who was going to redeem Israel. But we had hoped he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. But we had hoped. How often had you used a phrase like that or heard that phrase? We'd hoped that the coronavirus would be done by Easter and we could celebrate in the cemetery and at the church. We'd hoped we could find a way to have our block party and Easter egg hunt as scheduled. We were hoping the doctors would find a solution to this virus and a medication would work sooner than later. We'd hoped that school would be back in session and that graduation would be back on schedule. We had hoped that our jobs would be reinstated. And in March, I thought all of this would be over by Easter. We had hoped life would be back to normal. But we had hoped. Words painted gray with disappointment. What we wanted didn't come. What came, we didn't want. And the results are shattered hopes, even the shaking of the foundations of our society. What have you hoped for? And it didn't happen. The mid-1990s, I really wanted to change my area of ministry and I felt led by God to do so. I wanted to work as a full-time hospital chaplain. I applied when a job was open. I interviewed and everyone in the my friends and my associate chaplains said the job's in the bag except for the person doing the hiring. In fact, that was a tough year because in that spring semester, the chaplain's department of that hospital was expanding and they had five openings for new chaplains. I applied for each one. I interviewed for each one. It always got down to me and one other person. And every time they hired the other person. What I'd hoped didn't happen. It made me angry, 
made me confused, made me disappointed. How about you? What have you hoped for and it didn't happen? We joined the two disciples and trudged up the road to Emmaus, dragging our sandals in the dust, wondering what went wrong. What kind of God would let me down so many times? What kind of God would let us down when we'd hoped for something and it didn't happen? And you know, when we get like this, our eyes fill with tears. We get so disgruntled by disappointment. We get angry by things that we thought should happen. We get so limited in our perspective that God could be the person walking next to us and we wouldn't know it. God could be the person sitting next to us now and we wouldn't even consider it. You see, the problem with our two heavy-hearted friends was not that they lacked faith. It was they lacked vision of what could be. See, their vision, their petition was limited to what they could imagine, an earthly kingdom being established by God. Had God answered their prayers, had God granted their hope for a free and redeemed nation of Israel, then the 1968 seven-day war would have started 2,000 years earlier, and Jesus would have spent the next 40 years training his, his apostles to be cabinet members. We have to wonder if God's most merciful act is his refusal to answer some of our prayers, his refusal to buy into our vision. We're not much different from those burdened travelers, are we? We roll in the mud of self-pity in the very shadow of the cross. We ask piously. for God's will and then we have the audacity to pout if everything doesn't go our way see our problem is not so much that God doesn't give us what we hope for as it is that we don't know the right things for which to hope see our problem is not so much that God doesn't give us what we hope for as it is that we don't know the right thing for which to hope. See, hope is not what you expect. Hope is what you would never dream. Hope is wild. Hope is improbable. An improbable tale with a pinch-me-I'm-dreaming kind of ending. Hope is Abraham adjusting his bifocals to see not his grandson, but his son. Hope is Moses standing in the promised land, not beside his brother Aaron, but with Elijah and a transfigured Jesus. Hope is Zechariah when he was left speechless at the sight of his wife, Elizabeth, gray-headed and pregnant. 
hope is fire, the fire-breathing Christian persecuting Jewish leader named Saul who becomes Paul, a missionary for Christ to the Gentiles. And hope is these two Emmaus-bound disciples reaching out to take bread from the hands of someone whose hands are pierced from the nails of the cross. Hope is not granted a granted wish. Hope is not a favor performed. No, it's far greater than these. It's a zany, unpredictable dependence upon God who loves you to surprise you out of your socks and be there in the flesh to see the reaction. Did our hearts not burn within us as he opened the scriptures to us? That's what those disciples said. Something happened in their hearts. And that's what our hope does. It gets our juices going again so that we can almost taste what God is about ready to do. And where we find real hope, we find irrepressible joy. See, these two disciples were so overjoyed by the new hope that they got up and hurried themselves into the evening to share with the other disciples. Is there an incident or event in your life that causes the burning of excitement in your heart? If so, it could be the very way God is surprising you and all of us through you with a new hope for a new day. Because Jesus raised, was raised from the dead, we stand in a new day. We stand with new hope. Nothing can defeat us when we stand in Christ. With this new hope comes a joy that will never let us down. We need to remember this in this time of this pandemic we're experiencing. It is the power of the risen Christ is more than enough to get us through. And our world will not be the same once we get through this pandemic. But I believe through Christ it will be better. And this is not a new idea. Jeremiah 12, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for you to prosper and not to harm you, plans to give you hope for a future. God has been working for this since the beginning of time through Christ and now even in this modern age God has plans for us plans for us to prosper and not to harm us plans to give us a new hope and a future Paul echoes this in Romans 15:13 May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. These two Emmaus disciples teach us this important lesson today. The resurrection of Jesus gives us a new hope for a new day. 
It's not the things that we think are important, but the things that God wants to do through us and in us, if we'll but dare listen to what God has to say. God has plans for us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, plans to give us new hope and a new future. Do you believe it? This is true. Amen. Let's pray. Now, God, the God of our hope, may He fill us with all joy and peace as we trust in Him so that we may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all who are watching and listening at home. I just wanted to say a really quick thank you to all of our sound techs and the volunteers for helping us each week. Um, we're trying something new every week to adjust the sound and the recording quality, so thank you for those of you that are watching and listening for hanging in there with us. And thank you again for all the many hours that our volunteers are putting in to help us get this process smooth. See you all hopefully in person soon. And please sing along with us as we worship together um, with our last song, King of Kings. Okay.
Christ was born and the Spirit lit the flame. Now this gospel truth of old shall not kill, shall not fade. By His blood and in His name, in His freedom I am free. For the love of Jesus Christ has resurrected me. Praise the Father, praise the Son, praise the Spirit, three in one. Out of glory, majesty, praise forever to the King of Kings. Praise the Father, praise the Son, praise the Spirit, three and one. God of glory, majesty, praise forever to the King of Kings. Praise forever to the King of Kings. Now may you go through this rest of this week remembering that those disciples walked and found new hope in Jesus. And we too can find new hope for a new day in Jesus Christ who rose from the dead. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.